0: This winter, join the Washington Post in its fight against hunger, homelessness, and poverty with the contribution to Post Helping Hand. To learn more and donate, visit posthelpinghand.com. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past, Rediscovered. It does appear now, that it's a little colder. We could get some snow starting Saturday evening and maybe in a part of Sunday. We'll keep you updated on that. It is winter in the United States, and so that might make it seem like an odd time to talk about beaches, and sunbathing, and, well, topless sunbathing. But historical moments have a funny way of popping up at the oddest times. The reason the beach and topless sunbathing came to our attention recently is because of a lawsuit in Ocean City, Maryland, where women are suing for the right to go topless. Last month, a federal judge ruled it is A-OK for the city to ban women from sunbathing topless. And it turns out that the city is using the same arguments that men faced when they wanted to swim shirtless in the 1920s and 30s. Back then, arrests for toplessness at public beaches generated headlines about the nearly naked outlaws. Government officials denounced the public display of nipples. No shirtless bather will be allowed to mar the high standard and fine appearance of Long Island's newly created Ocean Beach Park, said the resolute local police chief after the trial of three men arrested for swimming topless. That's right, men. It doesn't seem like a big deal today, but 1930s America lived in fear of the male nipple. It was illegal in most states and cities for men to go anywhere shirtless, even the beach. Men were expected to wear full swimsuits, all with tank tops to hide the nipples, most of them made of wool. The fancier models even had attached swim skirts to add a little more mystery to what was going on south of the Beltline. Skirts that were a requirement in many swimming pools. Men did not like this. So what did they do? They fought for the right to go topless. And what did government officials say? the same things they are saying now in Ocean City, that it's not family-friendly, and that families, the same families that pass sexually explicit t-shirts being peddled on the boardwalk, are not ready for so much skin. Men rebelled, showing up at pools and beaches and trunks, then pulling off their shirts or rolling down their tank tops. Many were arrested, of the New York City Police Department, the Associated Press said this, it arrests them on sight. Fines of $1 are the penalty. The city fathers insist on complete bathing suits, tops and trunks, or one-piece suits combining both. One of the opposition groups to these men were women. It seems They were not thrilled with the hairy and out-of-shape chests. A spokeswoman for a group of women demanding men wear shirts told the Associated Press, We won't stop until every hairy, chested man covers up on the beach or removes the curls from his chest. The summer of 1936 became the summer of the men's no-shirt movement. Arrests and protests were an epidemic. But things quickly changed the following year after Atlantic City Mayor C.D. White, a man who once called male shirtless bathing not nice, went on vacation to Florida and returned as a convert. A judge in New York overturned the ban the same year. And boom, male nipples were free. I'm Mike Rosenwald, Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a story written by Petula Dvorak for The Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. Contributions to Post Helping Hand go directly to services run by beneficiaries Bright Beginnings and Street Village, and So Others Might Eat, that provide shelter, food, education, and other services to those less fortunate in the Washington, D.C. region. Learn more at posthelpinghand.com.